Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Okay, the room tone hath been received. Time for a little sound. Checky, check, check. If you gave me a chance, I would take it. It's a shot in the dark, but I'll make it. No, with all your heart, you can't shame me. When I am with you, there's no place in McCaffrey. No, 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 no. No place Christian McCaffrey. All right, sound sounds pretty good to me. Here we go. Three, <laughs> two, one. We're back. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Charity Stripe hits you free throws because they free sold 139. Coming hotter at you guys than sold 138. And I'm flanked on my right by defensive coordinator Alex Toss Me the Rock Tosopolis. Offensive coordinator Nikki Snacks Kreider could not be here today. It's pretty crazy, honestly. He's organized this massive Easter egg hunt starting next month. You know, we spoke about he didn't get the job as the Easter egg bunny, but there was no quitting him. And now he is started an Easter egg hunt with a bunch of the private schools in the Los Angeles area. And that's going to be taking place over Easter. And winner gets like their first, like a half their college tuition in their first semester plays for seniors. It's kind of crazy that he's raised all this money for it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, so that's where our other co-host is right now. Nick's a giver. He is a no, you can definitely speak. Um, and if you hear a voice, that's Taylor Thornton, guys. And if you don't know who she is, well, let me read this resume off to you guys. She's our guest on the week because we have guests on Wednesday, Wednesday's APU as per usual. This lovely lady on my left is in the – was a 2000 – was it Hall of Fame inductee for the Northwestern Wildcats in 2018. She's a four-time All-American, two-time national champion, and national player of the year in women's lacrosse. What are you doing with your life? Not you, Taylor. I'm talking to fans <laughs> out there. All right? There is beast mode, and then there's capital B-E-A-S-T mode. And Taylor joins us on the show today. We are so pumped to have you. How are you feeling, Taylor? Oh, Ready to rock? Oh, my God. What an introduction. Yes. Let's do this. Awesome. I'm glad you're here. I, I thought it was a solid one. I was happy with it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, good job. Man. Thank you. you. Uh, I appreciate it. And before we get into the show. A couple of bumps in the beginning. A couple of bumps in the beginning. But that's it, man. You know what? You could stumble. You can break. But, you know. You got to keep going. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Bro. Mm -hmm. they don't, if you're, both your knees don't touch the ground, you can still score the football. All right? <laughs> That's what my dad used to say to me. And I'd be like, Dad, I'm studying for a math <laughs> test. I don't understand how that – that's why I run a sports show. Um, but 
In case you did forget, we are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Believe is the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is massive. In case you didn't know, now you know. All right, and a quick question for the fans out there. Do you believe? Believe, 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 believe. All right, everyone out there knows, Taylor, we're about to tell you, the way we do guests on the show is we do something called Four Down Territory. We're going to ask you four questions, the last question always being your favorite sports memory, so now you have some time to get the juices flowing on that. But basically, we ask you a series of questions, and we can go off the show from there. At the end of it, Toss does a two-minute drill where he's just going to rapid-fire questions at you. Okay. And then you're going to have to answer them on the spot, like yes Great. or no type stuff. Um, for the sports memory, is it something that you were involved in or like a memory of watching? It could be or anything. Spectator. you spectator. Spectator. It could be anything mm. you want. All right. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Solid. Or both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kick it off. Let's All right, Taylor, you were recruited to play lacrosse at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. As a team that had won five national championships prior to you getting there. Right. What was it like stepping into the program? And what was it like? The, what was the recruiting process like? Because we see guys at like Duke, mm-hmm. comparatively. Right. We see a guy like Zion Williamson. Who in college take, basketball. Yeah. Who's taken the nation by storm. Totally. Right? And all over ESPN. He's probably the most talked about athlete outside of LeBron James. Mm. And you could literally turn on any sports channel and that guy's on the TV, essentially, LeBron. Right. And it's Duke. You know, I don't care how good you are. I don't care how sick your high school mixtape was. This is Duke basketball, right. you know? Yeah. This is a prestigious program. Talking about the best coach in college basketball as well with Mike History, Krzyzewski. There. Yeah. yeah. Right. And your coach, Kelly Hiller, was yeah. a phenomenal coach. She had won – she had – by the time you had left, I think it won like seven championships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had already won two as a player. Mm-hmm. So this is like some f- Pat Riley, Phil Jackson type shit 100%. going down with her. Yeah. Right? So what was it like? What was your recruiting process like? Mm-hmm. And what was it like coming into a program like that, knowing you had to step your game up or perform to this pedigree? Because no matter how good you were at high school, mm. it's it's kind of irrelevant. You're playing with oh, totally. people who are all the best player on exactly. their high school team. Exactly. Everyone where they're coming from is the best. I mean, that's a great question. Um, so I came from like a non-traditional area. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. So it's not like I was coming from like a Long Island or Boston. So mm-hmm. right there, I'll be honest with you, I really wasn't heavily recruited. Um, my top two were Stanford and Northwestern, and I knew I was going to get, you know, you know, not too shabby of schools, so like <laughs> a great education either way, but I was like, both are decent schools. You know, they're side. okay. They're not <laughs> very, very, I guess they hold their uh, own. Above, above <laughs> they ain't no slouch. They ain't no slouch. <laughs> as, as Nick would say. USA yeah. Today would say they're above average. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure. US Newsweek. Um, but you know, so they were coming off of winning five in a row and I was like, wow, like that would be pretty sick to, you know, be a part of a program. I even have a chance at winning a national title and you know you're already going and you're practicing every single day and my thing is like I want to win like I want to be good and I think people kind of laughed at the fact that they thought I was going to a top program it's like if you're coming from Dallas Texas no one had gone to a school and let alone played so they were kind of like oh you know you're gonna ride the bench for four years but I was like "Mm, people don't know how athletic I am and like how competitive and I know I can thrive here so I kind of just rolled the dice and took a chance and I think Kelly was one coach who saw my raw natural athletic ability and could build a lacrosse player. Whereas I think a lot of coaches who probably maybe looked at me were like, Hmm, you know, maybe the skill quite isn't there, but like Kelly's like, yo, she's mad athletic and I know I can teach her. And I hands down, I credit every single like facet of my game to her. Like the reason why I became who I was was because of Kelly Monte. When you were in high school, what position did you play? Uh, Midfield. Midfield. Mm -hmm. But you came in as a freshman and picked up the long pole and played defense, right? (sighs) 
come on, man. Do your homework. There are no you long poles in girls, girls lacrosse. lacrosse. Oh. But he was yeah. there with the defense. But I was, so he was <laughs> yeah, ready he to was go. With, like, I got you. You were halfway there. Uh, you were almost there. I'm just kidding. I'm just and listen, if, if you're halfway there, at least we're living on a prayer. Oh, my God. John <laughs> yeah. Bon Jovi. Oof, we're talking oof, about oof. the Northeast. I'm allowed to quote Bon Jovi in this episode. Yeah, that's what that was. As a, oh, yeah, yeah, as a former lacrosse player, that's where I messed up because Sorry. I played men's lacrosse. Be and better. I was a defensive midi, though, so I can – I know where you're coming I from. I follow you. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I came in, and I started – I'm at defense. So my thing was just like, yo, how can I get on the field? And defense is just – it's quick feet and being athletic. It's basketball, Staying in front of your man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the way we played it, we played high-pressure defense. So you had to be fast. You had to be quick. Like, it was a fast man-to-man. And I was like, oh, I can do this. And, like, I was staying with, like, the top people on our team. And, like, that's where I started every game for my career was at defense. And then as I got more accustomed to how fast, like, the top level of lacrosse was and, like, my skills and my hands caught up to where they needed to be, I slowly transitioned uh, to midfield when I was playing goal. Damn. Yeah. That, that's – would you trade – you mentioned you wanted to go win. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting mm. is, like, because there are players – and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There are players that want to go play close to home. You could have gone and played at a, at a mm-hmm. school closer to you, mm-hmm. for sure, so your family can go to games, mm-hmm. right? You could have gone to a school where you'd conceivably see more playing time. Right. Would you have traded your fall, four All-Americans and your National Player of the Year for one championship? Like, if you could only have one. If you could have the no. four. I would have I, – I, I, you need to do risk. I think there are people who want to be a – a big fish in a small pond. But for me, I was like, I want to be a big dog in like the big world and a big, and like the ocean. Like I want to show on a national stage that I can not only compete, but to be the best. And like, that's just a part of like my MO and as like a human. And you know, it's like some people, you know, they want to stay close to home because that's comfort and that's easy. And you know, you can be known there. But I knew something within myself, even if people didn't believe me, is like I knew I could perform at a high level on a high national stage and compete with kids who are coming from the East Coast. And I think... A lot of times, hype is hype. It's like, you know, this kid's coming out of Long Island and, you know, top recruit. I wasn't – I was on no, like, top 100 list. And then, like, all of a sudden when, like, people started rec- – like, I started to play. I was like, oh, whoa, like, who is this kid from Dallas? And, yeah. like, I made a name for myself. Yeah. It happens all the time. And it's sometimes those players that – I mean, if I can liken it to Marcus Mariota, who was not, like, a top recruited quarterback. I mean, he was right. he was touted, but he yeah. wasn't like – he was, like, a three-star QB. Mm-hmm. Number two pick in the NFL draft years later. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, also just like people saying that, oh, you're a, you're a really highly recruited high school football player and you don't want to go get a championship. You don't want to go to Alabama. Like, I understand why these kids go to Alabama because mm. they know they can go and compete but, for a championship every single year. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Like, why? And that's why you play college football <laughs> or that's why you should be playing college football. Mm. I think if you're a top female recruit in basketball. Right. You're going to Notre Dame. UConn. UConn. Baylor. Tennessee. Stanford. Stanford. Mississippi State, yeah, maybe not Baylor. It's have you ever been to Waco, Texas? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, nothing against Waco, but yeah, there's not much going on there. Not much. Go- we went to yeah, a, we went to a uh, tailgate for Baylor, Texas, our freshman year, and they were talking about you know we would do we just like joined a tailgate, right? And the we were sitting there and we were eating ribs and it was cold. <laughs> 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 I love here sitting the scene. We were eating some ribs, <laughs> but it was good. Maybe we're some cold slaw. Well, also. <laughs> 
these guys, not. like, there was, I'm sure there was like one gentleman, like he was just like in hunting gear, which was crazy. <laughs> yeah, of course. He was dipping tobacco and eating the ribs at the same time. That's impressive. And yeah, this is like my freshman year. I'm coming from Long Island. I've never seen. So you're like, what is happening? I've you're never like, seen what? a. Gr- I've never seen a grown man in hunting gear. Is going gear. on? And I'm like, yeah. I'm a Jewish boy from <laughs> you Long were Island. Shook. Yeah, I was shook. Exactly. <laughs> and. You know, we were like, oh, yeah, we're like a Jewish fraternity. And next thing you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like, they're like, the ribs were put down. Like, all right, we're going to go in the game now. <laughs> it's time to play. But, yeah, you go to, like, one of these big schools to play because you want to compete. You want to win. If you could play there, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big thing. What's, like, the recruiting process like, though? Because we, mm-hmm. we see it in male sports on a grand stage. I mean, I, I, we see it firsthand, too. Like, we, you know, these guys come, like, these football players come. And you could be, like, a middle-level, mid-level guy who barely will even play on our team. But if you're a recruit – you're mm-hmm. coming to our house. You're coming to the parties. Mm-hmm. You're coming to get food and going out to dinner with coaches and what's not. What, what's it like for a female like lacrosse mm-hmm. player in a top program to get recruited? Mm-hmm. Similar? Yeah, very similar. Same thing. You know, like uh, they've changed the rule NCAA. So before there was no real like timeline of where they could reach out. So you had like these wa- like early commits, like ninth grade or sometimes like ending eighth grade, ver- quote unquote, verbally committing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, you don't know what you want it for. Like especially for girls like developing later like you don't know like how much like faster you're going to get or stronger so like the fact that like thir- 14 like 15 year olds were committing was crazy so now they've changed it to like where the contacts for coaches to be reached out is like after they finish their sophomore year it's like that September of their junior year is like where that communication uh you can um like email back and forth mm-hmm. or like um, talk on the phone like with coaches um but yeah like they'll invite you out you'll have a uh, It'll be a recruits weekend. You know, you'll hang with the players. So very similar on, on that front for girls. So not much different mm-hmm. on the recruiting process. You know, you'll have your you're gonna get recruited at tournaments over the summer, or what's really big now, um, you'll go to the school's camp. camp they'll have like yeah. winter camp or like summer camp, and you'll get to know the coaches there. And you know, if they like you there, maybe that's how you establish a relationship. But it's mostly summer tournaments and um, the school's camps. And you bring up going to these camps. Mm-hmm. So they're – and then they recruit you there. Mm-hmm. And there's other players at these camps. So it's not like they're recruiting you from your high school where you probably are the best player or one of the best players. There's not as many players who are being recruited, if any mm-hmm. at all. And it's not your living room where they're calling you at your house or you're emailing you over the computer. Mm-hmm. There's other players trying to get recruited there by mm-hmm. the same schools as you are and in the same roster spots. Right. So when did it kind of go from you from like, wow, I'm being recruited? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there was that phase like, holy – Hell, like you probably as a kid, like you pick up a lacrosse stick for the first time. Like right. I picked up a lacrosse stick for the first time, and I never thought in a million years I'd be recruited for lacrosse. Mm. And I was right. And I wasn't. I wasn't. So. I, was, I, I, I was correct. I was correct. But for you, it was <laughs> great awareness as a kid. Though. Yeah, I was. I knew very self aware. I, I yeah, I knew right away. And the uh, but for you, like I'm sure there was like okay, this is like a. It was. A, it was not even a dream. Then it was mm. a pipe dream. Then it was a reality. And mm-hmm. then it was like okay, wait. That competition that got me there. When does that kick in to be like, to get into like a Northwestern's? You know, because you're saying like, no, you weren't on the radar. You're not from Long Island. You're not from Maryland. Right. You know? You're in Dallas, Texas. You know, I'm. I would say along with you, I'm a very self-aware person, and I had parents who were very like, you know, they're gonna get, tell you too straight. Like you're not gonna be like, oh, you're so good, and like when you're actually bad. Um, and so I knew I was good for Dallas, but I mean, like, okay, like going back to the whole, you're a big fish in a small pond. Like I knew, like I could win state champ- championships there. Like that wasn't hard for me. But what I really wanted to is like I want to compete with the best. So me and my mom would like go. I would travel with the team to go play teams from Long Island. We would go on the East Coast, and it was so funny because on recruiting tournaments, I would like look over to the sideline, 
and my mom would not be watching my games. Like, she would be watching <laughs> Long Island, play, like, Maryland, like, the top programs. She's like, I don't want to watch your games. Like, you guys are playing no one. Like, I want to see, <laughs> like, what the best kids are out here doing. And I was like, okay, respect, respect. She's like, but you know what? You can play there. And I was like, all right, like, sure, sure, sure. And my dad would always tell me, he's like, yo, like, you can play at this level of lacrosse. Like, it's going to translate. And it's funny enough, he was watching Northwestern play, and he's like, you can play there. Like, you're going to play there. And I'm like, all right, this is just parents being parents. Like, that's cute. And then, um, but the summer, uh, I actually was recruited very late. So it was the summer before my senior year. Like, Kelly's the first phone call that I get. She's like, hi, this is Kelly Monte. And I'm like, like, you know, like, do you have the wrong number? Like, do you, like, what? Like, I had been no contact with her. She's like, some, one of our assistants saw you play. Like, I would love for you to come out uh, to a camp in Boston next week so I can, like, meet and see you. So it's like, when you get that call, you're like, all right. So, like, I was literally shipped out to Boston, like, two weeks yeah, later. shipping out to Boston. <laughs> yeah. <to> go. <laughs> literally. So, we got to go to Marshall to get a winter coat quickly. <laughs> um, and I Bucky's. went to the, their Some... summer camp, and it was kind of like the rest was history. And I, had, I later had a um, recruiting visit in September, and I got to see the campus and meet the team. Beautiful campus. Yeah, it's gorgeous. That's a, Have you I, seen their new facilities? It's so messed up. No, I haven't. That I didn't get to use them. Really? They're beautiful. <laughs> They're sick. They're unreal. They wouldn't. I, w- I went to go tour Northwestern because I was I was actually I was about to go there. Mm-hmm. I was like this. I'm like you know what? Let me go check it out. Mm-hmm. And there was a I couple. I see you thriving there. I would I would have yeah. been I would have been solid there. Mm-hmm. Probably like mm-hmm. hindsight. It'd be so different. So sure. been, hindsight 2020. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? Texas with Toss. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. so we went to Toss and I went to Texas. Cool, cool, cool. My liver. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. For my liver and brain cells, it would have been way more beneficial for me to go to Northwestern. Right, 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 right. But it's like, it's a beautiful school. I mean, like, it was very Hogwarts esque, which for me is like a big They have this beautiful, brand new indoor facility, like all the athletic departments. Was it not like that when you were there? Oh, no. It was like, Like, our locker room was basically a broom closet. Speaking of Harry Potter, <laughs> yeah. dude. Except he couldn't yeah, literally, it. our locker room was Harry's room. Someone was, under, someone under was the living stairs. in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the athletic trainer was the Dursleys, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Silly, but yeah, it's gorgeous. When I went back from my Hall of Fame, I was like, uh, what? When I went on the tour, I almost shed a tear. I was like, okay. What was that like? That's not even a question. not a question we have, but like, I'm just curious. What the hell was like? Was that, what was cooler? Mm. Going back to the national championship or being inducted to the Hall of Fame? Because, like, yeah, being an All-American is amazing. Mm-hmm. Winning a national championship trumps that. Being inducted right. to the Hall of Fame is, like, that is something that's, like, that's, like, not even fathomable almost in a sense. I know. And I don't think it really hit me until afterwards. And I was like, whoa. Like, and we were on the football field and, like, you know, they're reading out your stats and you're, like, getting inducted with all these, like, legends of their field and their sport and like to have been inducted like first ballot like at the marks you know you have to wait five years i was like wow like that's pretty incredible and i really like i love jim phillips like our athletic director and he was like oh yeah hands down like no doubt like i knew you would be first ballot like i just have so much respect for them and like the entire northwestern athletic department and i think i'm pretty hard on myself but that was one moment where i was just like wow like i really was able to take a step back and look at what i had accomplished and that was a pretty cool feeling. That's that is pretty wild. First ballot Hall of Fame. First ballot, pretty, it's you, pretty awesome. You can't really do better than that, unless they did yeah. they carry you up to receive it. <laughs> <laughs> then like, I, I, I wish. Other than like being like launched up to like, <laughs> <laughs> launched out of a you know flying like in I from didn't a walk plane. This you, everyone carried. Everyone everywhere. carried you everywhere. 
Ah, that's awesome. And then I, before we even get the second down, it'll have been a long first down, but I just oh, yeah, have a flurry thought. of questions, yeah. honestly, regarding your playing career. Mm-hmm. Um, you were also up for with Sports Illustrated Player of the Year, College Player of the Year, amongst yeah. – and it wasn't even – I like when I initially yeah. did the research, I was like, okay, it's with – I assumed it was with other female lacrosse players, mm-hmm. but it was with everybody. Yeah, with Brittany Griner from Baylor, another girl from like UNC Field Hockey, and I forget the other two, but yeah. Yeah, that was pretty wild. UNC girl won it. Ridic- uh, yeah. Ridiculous. Over I you? And yeah. over uh, and over Brittany Griner too. Well, yeah, she out won of all the people I was I was like, oh yeah, duh, she's gonna get it. I was like, whatever, like represent lacrosse, like top five sports yeah, illustrated. Lauren and I was Sheely like, Wait, is her what? name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like She like, did she did win the Robertson scholarship while playing for UNC. And okay, that's pretty powerful. It was respect, pretty cool. Respect, respect, so she was like attending Duke. Cool, 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 cool. While <laughs> she was attending Duke <laughs> while playing for UNC. How is that possible? I don't know. How do you do that? Dude? I don't know. So we don't know. First of all, and we're awarding. I don't want to talk smack about anybody. But that's oh no, we're, we're all we're all about positivity. We're not we're that we're not that kind of show. But no. off the record, it's we're a little bit be- <laughs> it's a little bit Benedict Arnold, Benedict Arnold of her. A little bit. You know, we're just gonna clap. You know, good out. for you, girl. I'm happy that she won. Good that's kind of that's crazy. Who do you though? think she has in her bracket this year? Duke or UNC? <laughs> UNC. Oh wow. Yeah. Exactly. That's like mm. damn. Can't trust her. We're gonna have to after the show. You're gonna have to text her for us, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's crazy. Crazy, crazy stuff. And we'll move on to second. Yeah, well, well, what, what was that like? Did they? Did you go to the award ceremony? I did not. I okay. think the only. Um, only the. Only she did. Okay. Yeah, but it was really cool. Like they announced it. Uh, it was like the the quarterfinals of the NCAA's were at Northwestern, and they hired like a plane to like fly in the sky with the banner behind it. It was like vote Taylor Thornton for SI.com. I was like, <laughs> you're sick. <laughs> I had no idea. That's Everyone so was cool. Like, look up, look up, and I was like, what? I was like, oh, whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Get a plane. Yeah, Name like just it. dragging it across the sky, just circling the field. I was like, tight, tight, tight. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so tight. <laughs> You're like, guess I got to go score a goal now. Yes, or like, I guess I got to win this game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me focus. <laughs> you only get that nowadays. It's like being asked to prom by a really rich kid. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's the new way to do it. That's the new way to do it. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, we'll move on to second down. Sure. So your playing career is kind of commenced. You know, it's over. It's over, And you've now moved on to Los Angeles. Where you're doing right. Real well, st- I'm still playing the pro league. Still playing the pro league. That is correct. Mm-hmm. But you're not doing that. F- it's not full year-round. Oh, yeah. I hear you on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas you were in college. <laughs> I'm not like trying to like dig like, it. Don't discredit me. I'm not bleeding. <laughs> I've been I'm avoiding kidding. the discredit track. We are in no position to discredit <laughs> any of your athletic achievements. I find myself crediting you more and more, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how has your competitiveness as an mm. athlete shaped your career in Los Angeles as an actor and model, which has become I would is that your is that your big focus now? That's what I was getting at when I was asking the question. That's Great question, main, yeah. Main focus now is that. Sports, hands down, and, like, my career, like, with lacrosse and just athletics in general has, hands down, shaped my mentality of, like, just having thick skin and, like, resilience uh, in Los Angeles. And especially what I came out here to do, like, you have to have that, like, the way people say things about your body, about, like, how you look or just, you know, nonsense can really break most people down. And I'm not saying, like, it doesn't hurt, but I'm, like, but I'm able to have such a solid foundation and, like, mental toughness from what I had been through in sports where it's, like, that's what gets me through each day of knowing, like, confidence. Like, I am self-aware. Like, I, I have self-worth. Like, I know there are many other skills. I know how to win. 
is what it basically, you know, is what it comes down to. It, and, you know, that translates on and off the field. But I learned those skills through sports, through being competitive. And, um, yeah, hands down to answer that question. I mean, I think there's something to be said, like, if you're an actor, you're going to auditions one after the other. And most of them you're getting, they're saying no to you. Right, yeah. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And And in sports, I mean, this probably didn't happen that often for you, Taylor, but Mm. you do have bad games. It happens. Oh, totally. And then you have to wake up the next day and go to practice, or if it's a tournament or something, you have to go to the game the next day and play and you have to forget about what just happened. Yeah, next play. And you know, get out there. Turn over next play. But your bad games probably, I mean, at least when it's like on a grander scale for a player, mm. in any sport, I feel, and I'm sure you, I think you might agree with me on this, when you have so many good games, mm. like let's say when Tom Brady has so many good games, yeah. and he has that one bad game, that bad game could drag you. It's like that's worth like as many, you know, it's worth the amount of good games you've had almost. Right. So that could definitely, for every good game you have, I'm sure yeah. the bad games probably hit home too. Oh, sense. they did, yeah. Because you're tough on yourself, and you're just like, you want to be better, and you're, you know it's so uncharacteristic, because yeah. you're, so, you're used to performing at such a high level at all the times. So not like you feel like a failure, but like, it sucks. <laughs> it's like you know you're capable of so much more, and I think that's what makes like great people great, like a Tom Brady. Like, you're, like his standard for excellence is beyond what most people are like, oh, like, you know, we want a game. Like, that's good enough for some people. It's like, no, I want to be consistent. Consistency is king. I want to win every single time. Yeah. And it's a mentality, you know, that most people don't have, but great people do. Right. And if, he's, if he throws six touchdowns, but they don't win, he doesn't give a shit. Right. He doesn't care. He didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, but you, you know, you tried. It's like, I don't care that I tried. Yeah. I want to win. So <laughs> like, the, so did the other the other team tried as well, and they won. Right. <laughs> and you, <laughs> they know, were like, you know, I know I'm not meaning to be like everything's about winning, but it's just like, you know, when you're competitive, you want to be great at something. And we all know what happens when you don't win. You lose. You lose. <laughs> Spoiler you, alert. You lose. You know. You, yeah. And it's the pits. Yeah, it is the, <laughs> the pits. I've never heard that. I'm yeah, I like use that all the time. It's the pits. I'm using that term. That's a that's I, a throwback. I, I, I cannot <laughs> yeah. wait to overuse that pits. around Toss and have him just <laughs> dislike the phrase. Uh, but yeah, but your acting career in your mind. Did mm. you know when you were at Northwestern? Like, was that something you envisioned or oh, saw? Oh yeah. You like. You were like, okay, I'm going to do this next. For sure. The, my one class that I really wanted to do was like acting 101. I only got to do two classes because the professor was like, if you do not commit to my class, you cannot. You cannot miss. And I was like, but please. I just like, this is what I want to do. Like, I can't help that I have games. He's like, no, commit to the craft or you're out. And I was like, damn. So I had to drop the class. But I was like, oh, that's the one. Like, that's I always known choice. since, like, I was a little kid that I wanted to do it, and you know, after I graduated, I got my master's from Northwestern, and I thought I was kind of, I did, I got in um, broadcast journalism, like integrated marketing, so I thought I was going to do ESPN, like sideline reporting, like the next Aaron Andrews, and I was kind of like, you know what, like it's now or never, like I'm educated, like I've checked those boxes, like I have my plan B, I, I want to go try this, or else I will look back at this, and like, you know, I never want to say like, oh man, like I wish I had done that, and you know, like that's what like your 20s are for, like you're just trying to like navigate through things, see what you like try like you have the flexibility to do so you know you're not like you know you're not tied down to anything so i just wanted to try and i packed up my car and literally drove to california <laughs> didn't know many people were your parents down for that oh they, they were yeah about it yeah my parents rocked they were like yeah go for it like they're like we see you doing that like we know you have a plan it's not like i just moved out here all willy-nilly i was like okay yo i need like I know I can do lacrosse and like that will give me that flexible schedule and 
I'll be able to make money and, you know, audition. And I had a set plan where I think sometimes people just come out here and it's like, I hope it, I hope I make it. And it's like, no, like you need to have some type of foundation and like things to um, fall back on. Keep you occupied, keep you mm-hmm. busy. Because when you're sitting there waiting for the phone, I mean, that's a – Or the whole like, I hope somebody sense. notices me. Yeah, no, 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 no. Make someone notice you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know? yeah. Create your opportunities. Yeah, I hate the people like, yeah, I'm going to give it a year. I'm like, bro, yeah, see ya. <laughs> yeah, don't, bother, don't bother unpacking and give it a year. Come on now. It's, it's like it's like it is a long haul type of commitment. Truly. Honestly. And so what, what's your schedule like for mate, for like your professional career as a lacrosse player? Like, how does that work? Do you have to take off a couple months from Los Angeles and the acting career? Mm-hmm. Does it coincide nicely? Because there's a pocket like in the summer. Totally. Where you could kind of get away from auditions a little bit. Right. Um, well, auditions will always be, you know, priority. So, you know, if, you know, if one comes up, I'm going to take that. But uh, the Women's Professional League just started last summer. So it's only been like this one-year-old to our second season will start um, this coming summer. So it's really not that big of a time commitment. So it's like the end of May to like the end of July. So it's really it's only four like teams, right? T- yeah, it's only like two months and six teams. Right. Six teams. Yeah, six. Or six, five, or six. I should know that. Or five, or six. No, um, it's totally cool. Ryan Tannehill <laughs> would play for the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. He drafted eighth overall. And in that episode of the Hard Knocks, his rookie year, he could not name every NFL team. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude. And this is like, and a, I know and I, in it, this is like a new league. I really, yeah. it's five or six, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'll fly out on a red eye on Thursday, and then I'll come back like Sunday morning. So it's really not that big of a time commitment. Play like one game, two games? Yeah, like one game, and then I'll fly back. And always, the games are always on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not like I have weekday games, so it's like I can still work during the week. And yeah, do you know some of the other women on the team too? Like other people you play with, played against? Yeah, what was really nice was um, my really good friend Alyssa Leonard, who played with me at Northwestern. Uh, we played for together for three years. Was on my team, so like that sense of coming back. Like I hadn't played in like what five years, <laughs> like in a real game. So to have that level, because we used to play on the circle together, she took the draw. And I was on the outside. So to be on the same team and, like, to start together, I was like, okay, like, I, I mean, half another half the reason why I wanted to come back was like, am I still good? And I was like, yeah, 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 cool, 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 cool. I'm still athletic. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so you, that was just, like, that level of comfort was there from the jump because I had had her for three years, and to be able to play professionally together was really cool. What do you think about – this is something I think about often, like playing basketball in high school mm. and playing at a, at a pretty high level and then taking time off for a while and then coming back to the sport later right how much has your game changed as a player because now when i when i step on the court i feel like i I play the game in a totally different way than i Ah. used to play Uh um and that has to do with you know working out in a different way okay um being older right yeah seeing things you know like they talk about old men and how they (laughs) all have like the best elbow jumper in the game because that's all they can do is bank it off the glass Right, right 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 but then they can't move around yeah. How much has your game like changed now a- in the professional leagues um, compared to when you were at Northwestern? Yeah, that's a great question. I think one, I'm just more confident, and that just like comes with time. And I, you know, it's hindsight's always twenty twenty. I'm like, God, like if I had played with the level of like confidence that I have now, just like a young woman and like maturing, you know, during that time, I was like, God, like watch out, like what more could I have accomplished? But I think I'm just like more secure in myself. I'm just, it's a confidence thing. I think mm-hmm. like I'm still super fast. Um, I think my hands are a little bit better because I always just have my stick in my hands giving lessons to kids. So I think it's it's a confidence. It really I think it, that's what it really boils down to. It's just like like if Taylor now played Taylor when she was a senior, who wins in a one on one? Oh, I think me because like I'll let, I don't know. 
know, sometimes you have like a swag about you. I think I had like a silent silent confidence when I was playing in school. And as I got older, it was there. But I'm like, now, like, maybe I might talk some shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. you're not intimidated anymore that's by like, people. That's like interesting because you could kind of see, you, like, you'd probably go down, like, let's say you're losing to nothing to mm-hmm. you back then. And you could be cool as a cucumber, like, right now. Like, All right, cool. I can get like, that confidence. Like, mm-hmm. I've come back from way worse in my life and I know where I've ended up and I right. know how this all plays And you're not, down. like, scared by anything. Not that. You know, like sometimes, you know, if we were playing like, you know, like a Maryland, I know that was going to be like a big game, like a tight game. And oh, like, you're scared. You're going to be back and forth. It's like, all right, a lot, a lot's on the line here. Like we always would play them at some point in the final four, you know, and it's like a lot's on stake. But it's just like now I'm just like, all right, like anyone who's going to come my way, like ah, you just have to I'm going to destroy you or I'm going to do my best to. Like, mm-hmm. And that's like a kind of like a crazy thing that both me and my brother have, like <laughs> with sports. It's like, all right, it's a competition. All right, it's on. Like, <laughs> like the clock has started. So yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's definitely again interesting because I mean, you'd be silly not to be nervous in those situations, right? Because like Jerry Rice, I mean, a famous. I don't know how true this is because I mm. wasn't in the 49ers locker room in the eighties. No, right? You weren't there? No, I tried. Oh, okay. Believe me, I was like a, <laughs> a small baby running around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, I was born in 94. Yeah, he wants everyone to know he was born in the 90s and not the yeah, 80s. Yeah. The, uh, just to clarify. The, but he used to get sick before the game. Best receiver mm. of all time. Like, no questions asked. Like, you could say what you want, like, about Randy Moss, about Calvin Johnson, about Antonio Brown. Like a nervousness sickness. Yeah, Fitzgerald. I mean, yeah. this guy's the mm. best receiver of all time. Like, you can't really totally. compute it. And he would get sick. Like, nervous sick. Mm. And I was like, that, I'm like, that's crazy. But it's powerful because he's like, not even that he's scared. He's taking it seriously. Yeah. Yes. It's because you take it so damn serious. That's what – and that's crazy because I'm sure, like, you, you being nervous against a team like Maryland, mm-hmm. it comes from not you being like, afraid to play them. Right. It's because you care. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. It's because yeah. you care. We like, just so watched – um, there's a, a pitcher for the Mets that just got signed to, like, a huge deal. Five mm-hmm. years, like, what, like 100 and something? 137.5. Jacob deGrom is his name. And mm-hmm. he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. fantasy baseball league, so Toss was super pumped. We're we kind of p- look like him a little bit. We're pretty <laughs> excited about it. But no, but he's in the, you know, there's a press conference because after anyone signs a big con- uh, con- contract like that, you know, they they want to hear what they have to say about it. And he's like, mm. I just go out there because I want to win baseball games. Right. I don't care if you just, pl- it was like, a, I don't care if you just paid me. Here's what I've been doing. He mentioned like something that his dad had told him. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like to the effect of do your best every single time you go out there. But he was just like, I just want to pitch baseball games and I don't want anyone to score a run against me. Because it's my it's like my pride and my like professionalism yeah. on the line. Yeah. Who cares about the money? Like that's not what's important. It's I want to win. Right. I want to win championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it or is, World man. Series for him. Yeah. Not that they will, but <laughs> Any, listen, man, anything is possible in sports, which is crazy. True. True. You true. True, 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 true. You guys weren't the favorite. It was the first or second time when you played Maryland. You were you were the two seed. I think we were always the two seed. I don't think we were ever the first in any of the tournaments I played in. We were always they were like the right favorite. behind them. They yeah, they the always favorite. were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah, I mean, anything could happen. Yeah, because my freshman year, I mean, gosh. My freshman year when we got to the, we got to the finals, we played Maryland, we blew a six-goal lead. Literally, like, we were cruising. It was like, boom, boom, like, goal, goal. But I will tell you, I had a, I had a weird feeling. I was like, I don't feel good about this game. Like, everyone was like, ooh, we're up six. And then, like, yeah, I just, yeah. So the next thing lo- you know, you're up two. And, like, that's, like, you know. It was just back. a snowball effect. It just, it just went downhill. And then I'll never forget that moment because we were at Maryland. Like, we were at Towson. So it was a very heavy Maryland crowd. 
And, you know, we blew that lead and, you know, they had won five in a row. So we, you know, the streak ended. And I just, I was a freshman. I was on the field and to see people cry, I was like, no one is going to see me cry on the field. Like I had seniors crying and like sophomores. And I like literally picked someone up by the car. I was like, get up. Like I was not going to like let this crowd, I was like, defeat you like this. I was like, get up right now like as a freshman I was like stand I was like stop crying <laughs> I was like do that in the locker room and I was like that was his fire I was like next year we're about to get so dialed that when we meet them next year this is going another way like it was literally like me and like my friend Gabby like we were two freshmen at the time like who did not cry I was like no like you will not see me cry like I am going to use this as fuel for next year we are going to train harder we are going to be better like I'm never going to feel this feeling again and like I will never forget that moment and then we won, you know, the next two years back to back. My sophomore, back to back yeah. in junior year. Yeah, that's like, like that's like the cool thing about sports is that there's the highest highs and the lowest totally, lows. Totally, yeah. And it's like it's how you use those moments to fuel you going forward. Right. How do you react to them? Yeah. yeah the All back, the back mm-hmm. to back is like what's it? Mm-hmm. So you have that fuel going to win the first one. Mm-hmm. So the, that's there. Mm-hmm. But where do you find the the targets on your back? You Ooh. know, you mm-hmm. now it's like people are coming for you. Right. It's not like okay. We are on. We're allowed to make the comeback. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to have like the moment where we go, okay, you know, we can slip up behind them and, and take it right from underneath their nose, mm-hmm. kind of thing. People are coming for you, mm-hmm. you know. So is it? What's like the? What's like the trials and what's like the more? What's the difficulties in that situation to kind of go and fuel yourself and and kind of keep that momentum going mm-hmm. and keep people at bay and not take it for granted or coast, for right? For that matter, I think that from day one. Is starting my freshman year and even like throughout the program, we were trained that every day, every single time someone's going to play Northwestern, it's going to be like their national championship game. So when I'm coming in, you know, your freshman year, they had won five. The target's already on your back. So my entire career, like Northwestern was hated. Like, let's just say, like, say what it is. We were. And it was like every single game, whether like people would come out of the woodwork. They're like, what is this team? It's like because they want to beat Northwestern. Like, this is it for them. Like, I remember we lost to Johns Hopkins, and you would have thought they had won the World Series, the Super Bowl. They were jumping up and down, high five in a regular season game. But it's like we had to be sharp every single game. You had to be disciplined in practice. I mean, you know, we're going to have some practice where we got reamed because it was like, wake, like, just wake up. And we're like, whoa. So it's like you were taught this mentality of the, like, I have to be at my best every single day. And that's why for those, you know, decade we were there, or, you know, that we had that streak of why we were so good. Because we understood the responsibility that came with having that target on your back. There was no coasting. There were no easy days. There weren't going to be no easy games. Mm-hmm. Because every time you played someone, it, it was personal. And it was for when people played Northwestern. Because that's how much they disliked us. Yeah. I mean, that's a testament to me to – just the coaching just being oh, 100%. really fantastic. Yeah. I mean, because you look She's at a, a team, you look at the team like the Golden State Warriors and mm-hmm. how talented they are across the board. Mm-hmm. But with that many big personalities, so many. I mean, it's a, it's amazing what Steve Kerr does. Yeah, but they, they I think, I don't know. And it, it's a mental makeup of the players as well because they're dialed, they're dialed in, and it's everyone buying into buying this, in. mm-hmm. buying into this one thought that like we are supposed to win, so we go out and we execute, and we do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe it's like you could maybe speak in this. I kind mm-hmm. of when I watch them play. It's they have the mentality of not like oh okay let's go win another championship. People say win another championship. Michael Jordan didn't win another championship. He defended his title. Mm. Like that was his. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't. He, he wasn't going for it. He already had it. 
You right. had to come get it from He owned him. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so you don't, you don't have to, like, you don't have to, you're, Steph Curry's not going for the t- title, bro. He has that shit. Mm. You got to go get it from him. So is that, like, the kind of mentality, like, you have, like, that kind of come get this from me. And, like, maybe not that mindset or not that phraseology or that mantra, but is that kind of a thing you'd see, like, looking back on it, okay, we kind of mm. had that in there, too? Or is that something just like, oh, like, the sport, the spectator wishing the players no, no, had try- that kind of mindset or, or observing that in, like, a subconscious of that player? No, that's an interesting mindset, and I'm trying to, to break it down because, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, man, like, they deserve that. Or, like, you're like, you don't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you guys, like, shit, you, like, you deserve to win that game. No, you didn't. Like, work hard and, like, you know, hopefully that will show on whatever on the scoreboard. But I think for us it was more of, like, you have to buy in because you want to be better. You have to buy in because we have the ability and talent to be the best and perform and to win at an elite level. And that takes work, and that takes heart, and that takes grinding. I, I, something she always used to say is like, one time we kind of went through a rush patch, and she was like, I'm tired of you guys saying you're working hard. Like, I'm over it. Just do it. Just show it on the field, whether that be in sprints, whether that be shooting. Just do it. Because you know how some people are like, you know, we're working hard. No, you're not. Just like, talk is cheap. Just go out there and perform. You have to work. You have to grind. So I think it was more of that and then hopefully you know if we're all bought into that is what translated into those titles you know it wasn't just like every year saying i want to win a championship this year and just like you know twiddling our thumbs hoping it's like you have to go out and get it so i guess go like looping back to your point of just like yeah you had to go take it from him because he was working his ass off it's like it's working so hard that you don't even have the time nor the energy nor the breath to say that you're working hard. Yeah, it's you know just I mean? like, who Other cares? people are being like, yeah, that person's working crazy right. hard. The only one that can tell is other people watching it. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, give him a thumbs up because he's trying to like, get a nap. A quick 10-second nap. <laughs> cool and, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and we'll move on to the third down. You, okay. you mentioned now, mm-hmm. you just spoke about that you were playing professional lacrosse, the Baltimore Braves. The Baltimore Braves. Yeah. Let's go Braves. <laughs> go Braves. Um, how, what's the swag like there? Is that kind of cool? You guys got shirts and like your jerseys. You guys are red. That's not the question. Right? No, I just oh. kind of came to my head. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, we're red. It's like the, all like the Maryland flag colors. Okay. So I never thought I would be donning those since those yeah. always used to be our really big rivals. Mm-hmm. That was a little weird. That is a little um, weird. But I hands down could not have asked for a better team to like come back and play with again, all the way from the coaching staff to the people on it. Like I would not have fit anywhere else except for this team. So like, kudos to that. Like, oof, I think my lucky stars. And it's great that this it's your second season now. Yes. And what do you see? What are the positive steps that are being taken that you enjoy? And where do you see professional female sports going in America? Because we've seen the WNBA is slowly but surely it is starting to pick up steam. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I mean, like I'm looking today at like what the highest salary is mm. for for a player. Mm, what is it? And it's it was in 2017, which was the highest. And up until this point, it's, the, it's still the highest. Um, Candace Parker's salary was one hundred fifteen thousand dollars, which, in co- which in comparison to the NBA minimum that you can sign a player right. for is seven hundred and seventy-eight thousand right. dollars. Yeah, I was like, mm. I, I the task is like, oh, like a seven hundred fifty. Which those are not game. the same. Those aren't the same number. I'm, I don't know if anyone's yeah. a mathematician, but yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, that, I was like, I thought it was a game, and mm-hmm. it's like no, and like obviously the pay is you know is abysmal, mm-hmm. right? But where do you see it going? Like, where is like, what are the positives? Not like a negative, like okay, we don't get enough TV time. No, yeah, because yeah. that is a, that's like listen, that's the truth of it. Mm-hmm. That is right, so totally. the truth of it. Yeah. 
it's like male sports get like there are teams that there are college men's basketball teams that some people have never even heard of mm-hmm. like you know north carolina tech institute of farming national <laughs> on the bay like i'm like yeah. and then we're espn too yeah it like, irks yeah, me when i always see softball and no women's lacrosse on i'm just like really but we'll get to that a little later well, yeah we, where where do you see it going though where is it being taken and what are the positive things that you're enjoying that you've noticed as a professional female athlete and, and a great college player mm-hmm just in terms, like women's sports, or with in terms of women's lacrosse, women's sports and women's lacrosse, we go, we we kind of go pyramid downwards. It's it's going to be an uphill battle, but I think what is exciting, or at least positive, is that you know people are speaking. There's a conversation now, whereas at least I don't really think there was a conversation about it. I think just people kind of took it for what it was. It was like you know, like you, to your point, like no TV time, blah, 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 like it's women's basketball, whatever, and you know, we moved on. But like even like last week with, what was it, like the women's national soccer team mm-hmm. was doing like for suing for higher higher pay. It's like, okay, like people are speaking out about this. Like we, like this is wrong. Like how can we fix this? Let's have a dialogue about it. And I think, you know, that's the first step in the battle. Instead of just having your foot in the door, it's like, okay, our foot's in the door. All right, let's battle. Let's talk about this. Like how do we remedy remedy this? How do we move forward? I think for women's lacrosse, um, another step in the right direction of just like having this league. Do I wish that, because there's another league as well. I don't think there should be two. I think that confuses people. Mm-hmm. And, and Dude, the, I think the league I looked at is the other one. Because there's like four teams. Yeah. There you oh, go. yeah, there it is. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Point proven. You're getting confused. Yeah, it's yeah. confusing it's for an I'm audience. A big, I'm a big Wikipedia guy, to be real with you. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, that's what uh, I was trying. I, I I wrote a science paper in high oh, school. Oh, don't say that off the Wikipedia. Did well, you pass? Did I pass? Yes, I passed. But like, yeah, I got. I was discovered, and I was like, how am I supposed to define <laughs> he said it? That, I is was discovered. <laughs> that, is, that is literally the definition of the word is on their website. He said so, I was discovered. Yeah. Um, and the same for the men's league. You know, they. I mean, it's an exciting time for them because they're starting the PLL, the Premier Lacrosse League. So they took like all the top dogs. They split from the MLL. You know, they're getting paid real salaries. So like, kudos for that. So like, the sport of across in the world but i wish that we could come together to really use our resources like so now there's two men's league and there's two women's league that's confusing for an outside audience who already barely knows what lacrosse is yeah. you know what i'm saying so i wish that you know it's kind of like you know you take two steps forward you take one back but we're slowly getting there mm-hmm. i think they're having excellent dialogues with trying to get um backing to get on TV, yeah. Uh, just you know, right now it's about expo- exposure. Like, let's show the world what this is. You know, we're not gonna be prime time on ABC anytime soon, but like, you know, hopefully one day, you know, that we can get on ESPN three. So it's like taking those steps in the right direction, and I think we are slowly getting there. But I mean, still to this day, it's like you can barely even find an NCAA game on. But I think that could have an incredible. Even for reason. men's, it's tough. Yeah. It's you're, tough. You're really exactly. only like, getting the men's national championship. Like Hopkins truly. or Syracuse. And I'm watching. Yeah. And I'm only reason I, why I'm watching that is because I played lacrosse played, in high school. Right, but it's like you, you take anybody off the street. And you're like, yo, did you watch the men's national title? They're, they're like, like, what's, what's lacrosse? lacrosse? Yeah, yeah. yeah Guns they had no way. They sooner watch <laughs> like the Little League World Series. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they could probably tell you like who's the starting pitcher on like whatever. You're like, oh, and like what his it. favorite video game is. But it's a grind, and I think we're it, just, it is a grind. It's a grind, but and it's, it's gonna be. I, 
you know, I, I wish I could say in 10 years that like, you know, it's going to be on prime time. I just, I, no. you know, I don't know. I think, but you got to say like, where are we at right now? How we're moving forward? I think is in a good direction. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you look at like soccer and how much the MLS has changed over the mm. last five years. Like they've taken huge, huge steps. And a lot of it, unfortunately, a lot of it comes from getting that backing that you're talking about, Taylor. Right. But, you know, one thing that helps with that backing is consolidating the money. And if they merge those leagues, in lacrosse and men's and women's, then you're you're adding that money together and you're not splitting it up. Yeah, it's actually interesting because this is like the one sport where you're looking at where they're kind of starting on a similar playing field professionally. Mm. There's no, there's never like baseball. There's no hope for women's softball to mm. ever catch because that's ho- that's like just straight up hundred years that you're down. You're down right. like a hundred years. Mm. NFL like that's they're not like you can't. They're, they don't even want men to play that anymore. For right. Them, for yeah. Them. Basketball is getting there, but it was now now the right. WNBA, like you're saying, WNBA is like a serious league versus like okay, we'll just give it to them because the men already have it. Now we're taking it seriously, mm-hmm. you know, and they're getting the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. But this is an interesting situation because they're kind of starting at the same playing field. Like they're not, right. no one is no the premier Atlantic lacrosse league. Is, I you said it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that was. Most mm-hmm. of those players that were in the MLL are also not playing lacrosse full time. Mm-hmm. So but now, like the whole thing for the PLL is, is that, that like, they could be, yeah, that they could be, yeah. yeah. And they, I mean, uh, cu- I mean, I really do give kudos to them, like the backing, the investors that they've had for it, like having a deal with like NBC, like it, their their games are going to be on there. Like mm-hmm. so they they have. I'm excited to see what this season brings. It's their yeah. first one. Um, I think, what I think this will look like a good marriage between this is like the, I think this is a good point for men and female, like a good sport for men and female professionally. Mm. Kind of join and be mm-hmm. like, okay, let's do the same thing, right? Let's and the WPL work together have we're, are working together, which is great. But to your yeah, like the other two need to come mm. with. But yeah, the WPLL and PLL are working together. That's a move, honestly. It is, and they, it's the right move because the female lacrosse, at least in high school, I mean, mm-hmm. was it's as popular as men's lacrosse. It's totally. And I'm from like I'm from Long Island, where mm-hmm. it is probably the most popular. Totally. I mean, you people like play. It's like listen, it's ninety percent flow, but ten percent lax. That's mm. how people are. Mm-hmm. People love lacrosse in Long Island. They it's, do. It's, it's, like, it's crazy. And like most of us growing up stopped playing baseball to play lacrosse. Wow. Mm. Like a lot of the guys, like just like, like by the time we were like in like almost 12, like we weren't playing baseball in the spring anymore. Yeah, for most kids, it's just a more exciting sport. You're playing lacrosse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, doesn't, who doesn't want to get hit? So even, when you get, even when you get hit, it's like, whoa, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, like, and but it's 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 in a very it is a gr- it's a growing sport and a lot of like it's it's kind of y- it's like it was around the longest technically because it was around with like, the Native Americans. Duh, it's their game. It's mm-hmm. their game. So it's like that we I mean we spoke about that one of the earlier podcasts about mm. like talk about like a skilled sport. Very. Like, like we're like lacrosse is a, we always say it's it's effort. It's an effort sport. I don't think anyone is. N- you know, picks up the stick and is just like good. Like you have to work no, to get I, good at it. It's yeah. effort. Yeah, it might. It's more natural for, for some people. <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. But it is one where it's like it's an it's an effort sport, hands down. You're not going to be just well, like yeah, falling you, out. You, you, t- you, you touched up. upon it because you couldn't play the position you were playing when you first got to Northwestern. Mm. You had to play a different position, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. had to kind of rework that in there. From what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I think for women's lacrosse specifically, I think it's actually at a good point. From what it could mm-hmm. be at a good point. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's a good basis that they can join together to start. Totally. And it's good that you have a, a sixteen league. Is good. It's better than like a four. It is. It really <laughs> is. Six better than four. <laughs> well, it, like, like no, 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 no. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Braves are winning the title next year. I yeah. know. We had an undefeated season and lost in the championship. Loser ball. 
Damn. I know. I to get the it. first one would have been cool. I too. know. Oh. I don't know it. <laughs> Damn. I, I kind of want a shirt, though, for sure. I'll get you one. Really? Mm-hmm. We're neighbors. We I'll throw it out. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, mean, I guess yeah, we, I, nobody I nobody knows. I left that yeah, out yeah. in the introduction of like all your accolades. Oh yes, and our neighbor, four-time All-American, <laughs> National Player of the Year, two-time champion, our neighbor, and the <laughs> Northwestern Hall of Fame. <laughs> left that out right there. We'll close it out with fourth down territory. What's your favorite sports memory? Your favorite sports memory of all time? You could be watching, playing, anything. Like when you when you think of sports and you go back into the accolades, you know, mm. the annals. And what's your favorite sports memory? I think. Oh gosh, that's really hard. I want to say nothing is better than when I won that first title. That was like a. It's just it's something that such a small percentage of people get to experience. It was like the thrill of you know being the underdog and you know beating who or yeah beating who had beat you last year it was the thrill of being a kid from dallas performing on a national stage and winning a division one title it was the thrill of working so hard for something and to prove yourself and like whoa it's here in front of like your friends and family and alumni it it was a crazy feeling as an athlete who you know had been a part of sports your entire life and it's that I, nothing is better than like that first win or that first huge championship, and I think that was my favorite. You know, you you know, you love all your teams, but that was my favorite team. Like we were a very quality team. I always say like you can have some of the best people on a on a team together, but if you're not working as a cohesive unit, you know you're not, you know you're not going to really get anywhere. You know, you won a couple of games, but like we were the true definition um, of a team that year. It's like the right team sometimes into the best team. In a sense, like Herb, Herb Brooks, nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty. Herb Brooks honestly said he wanted the right players, not the best players. Yes, yes, and yeah. it's kind of that concept. So that winning that, I think that was good were you on the field when they blew the final whistle? Yeah. Oh hell yeah, you started. She started. Yeah. She started, I started all every ninety game games. All 90 I don't know games. if they're subbing you in and out. Maybe you wanted a breather. You know, I'll get some water sometimes. Maybe yeah. Maybe like <laughs> maybe like maybe you look thirsty. Like, you know, Taylor's like looking a little dehydrated <laughs> out there. Maybe we should get her off the field. Just give the signal. Every uh, no, but I was on the field. And they blow the whistle and. That's what was the score of the game? I should really know that. I don't remember. Was that the Isn't one that, that was dis- eight? That's didn't despicable. Matter. It didn't matter. Well, it didn't matter. I won. I don't, no, that's really bad. <laughs> I don't remember. Seven? Was that the one that was? There was one of them that was eight to seven. It wasn't really. It was a low scoring game. I mean, we won by one or two. I really don't remember. That's mm. bad. Oh, my no, age. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I used to know that too. Age is just the number. As it's the score. That, that is, is the, true. The ring. Do, you guys, do you guys get rings? Yeah, we do. You have two of them? Yeah. Where are they? They're in Dallas. My mom. My, my mom says they're hers. Where she, are they? Your mom <laughs> says they're hers. Yeah. Damn, that's straight up. Because it would always be around like Mother's Day. She's like, "This is my gift. Like, go win a championship." Oh. <laughs> like, okay. Talk awesome. about okay. That's like, no awesome. pressure. She's like, no pressure. But like, that ring's expensive. Like, what if I don't get you that? Like, I have to get like a nice gift. Like, equal. Exactly. Like, so how about a How about like, a card, mom? I haven't <laughs> seen them in a while. I don't, I, I hope you're Jan. I hope you're keeping them safe. But yeah, she has them. There's no, yeah, I'm sure she's guarding them like her baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're that in is, Dallas. That is awesome. That's really cool stuff. What, did, it, did it look the same, or are they different? They're different. Yeah, they're a little different. Cool. Awesome. And we'll close it out with the final part of the show. Mm-hmm. And we have guests with the two-minute drill. Toss, are you ready to fire away? Taylor, are you ready to get Let's fired go. away at? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's just, do it. I'm Let's just going to rattle them off, and you just, you just give me an answer. Okay. 
Fox it can be a quick one. You can you can expand if you feel so inclined. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you, you don't like you could expand a little bit. It's like not it's not a hard. Okay, minutes. I'm like I'm like ready. I'm like quick sharp will, answers. <laughs> will we be judging you on every answer? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. I, I hope you would. I look at the clock every time and go ready set go like as if I'm gonna keep time and next thing I know I'm just like ready. This you know, like, <laughs> the first this look like oh yeah. I cannot concentrate it. for more than thirty seconds on a clock. And but we will start now. Toss. Okay, if you were in a Harry Potter sorting house, which one would you be in? Gryffindor. I don't know Classic. anything about Harry Potter, Classic. but like I know those are like the two yeah. rock stars. So yeah. I'm gonna go with them. You yeah. definitely actually are though. You're a Gryffindor. Some people okay, yeah, that's why. Everyone, the, everyone on the show has come Me on. Me and Harry and gang <laughs> out here saving worlds. <laughs> every <laughs> guest has said every Harry and gang. Jesus, every guest has said Gryffindor, except the two people. One who said he, I don't know, I don't know the show, and the other one who said he admitted he was a Slytherin. Damn, I thought he said he was a Slytherin. Yeah. I knew it. Um, Favorite restaurant in L.A. Oh wow. Let's go. Oh God, depends on what I'm feeling. Let's. Oh my God, uh, it's Tokaya. But I mean, like I know I'm not a. Tokaya's good. It is. It's yeah. quick. It's easy, and it's like fresh. No one. Oh. I know I'm not being for those like a who fancy have never lady, had Tokaya. It's, it's like, like it's, it's really like the bougie good. Chipotle. It really is, and it's great. It is bougie Chipotle. But, I mean, if you want to go other restaurants, I love Rose Cafe or Jolina. So Jolina's good. Jolina's real good. Thank you. The, the outdoor space. <laughs> Abbot Kimmy is great. Right. It's the move. It's the spot. So, yeah. Go to Abbott Kinney if you're in L.A., everybody. (laughs) Venice, I guess. Uh, Go to karaoke song. Oh, uh, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Durr. Easy choice. Yeah. Favorite sports movie? Um. Ooh. Um, Oh, remember the Titans. Movie night, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Which actor do you aspire to be like? Oh, gosh. This is tough because I'm. Uh, his career, I just like really enjoyed watching. Mm, don't sleep on Octavia Spencer. Never in my life will I ever. That's sleep who on I aspire her. to be like as well. You know, so, I just yeah. feel like she's a great human, but just you, you like you think of a movie, you're like, oh my gosh, she was in that. Mm-hmm. Like steady work, steady yeah. good work. She's one of those people that's like she has her little spin. She puts it on every single role. Truly, you know, Jeez. you know, and any, like, she's hilarious. Also, she she's, is. Don't sleep on her. Yeah, so she's I'm great. gonna go with her. She's like she's amazing in the what was the I'm blanking on it the Lover Sea the Sea Fish movie where they, she fell in the deaf woman. Mm, mm, oh, um, uh, the one that one the one last year at the Oscars. Shape of Water. There Shape of Water. Yeah. I love that movie. She was great <laughs> in that. She's great in the Help. So the next thing you know, she's in Dinner for Schmucks. Don't sleep, sleep on, on her. her. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I almost did for a hot second. I almost slept on her just right up. there. I woke up. Like, right <laughs> in the middle. She's like a freak talent. That's a She's so Truly. good. Favorite sports hero growing up? Oh, I mean, to this day, still Serena Williams, hands down. My idol. Everything. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. MJ or LeBron? Oh, my MJ. Love it. Guilty Pleasure TV show. I don't think this is a guilty pleasure, but I just discovered Shit's Creek. Yeah. People like that. Was Great that show. Yeah, people, I've seen a couple know, episodes. It's pretty like funny. It, yeah. You'd really uh, like it, Josh, because it's about a Jewish family. So. I'm, then I'm, I'm in, bro. <laughs> yeah. Count yeah. him in. As long as a rabbi appears in one episode, I will watch a full <laughs> season. That is a lock. Wait, 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 reality TV, what's your favorite? I mean, I do watch any of the Housewives. Uh, anything Bravo I've watched. I really? Mean, which ha- which um, location of the Housewives is the New best? New York are all psychos. Like, they are – they're on next level insane this year. 
What do you think about the Dallas? Uh, no, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. I'm just like, no. I just I hope they don't get renewed. Sto- I hope they don't get renewed. I, think, I don't I even think watch them. F- I think they're fun. Though. I dabble sometimes. I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I that's can't. Like in the pain at the show. Like, you're like, I'm I, not even that I won't watch. I hope you'll get renewed. I hope you're done. <laughs> I don't even want to speak on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go to drink. Oh, uh, a cocktail? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a tequila grapefruit. I want to like martinis so bad, like in the dumb, worst way. And I can't get them. I want to like them so They're bad. Not Is it because of the glass? Is it the glass that you get I, them in? I tried it. You guys, I will go out. I One time I ordered it, and I was like, ooh, I don't like it. And I, get, I was that girl, and I was like, I gave it back. Ooh. I was like, can I just have something with tequila in it? Oops. Tequila but, um, grapefruit. Anything tequila, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Mm-hmm. Most important position in lacrosse. Defense wins championships, baby. Don't sleep on defense. Especially when I coach kids. They're like, I don't want to play defense. I'm like, actually, if you were mad athletic, it actually takes a very athletic person to be good at defense. Our best players are when you the were defender. And when you, you were a kid, it's always the defender. And you can still score goals. Oh, yeah. don't, don't sleep on defenders. People used to sleep on me, then I would score as a defender. We used to have a play Watch where out. I would stand behind the restraining line called lightning bolt, and we would just slowly, and I would cross and just go score a goal. So I'm going to say defense. Defense. Okay. Favorite so pump-up song? Getting yeah. in the zone right before the game. What uh, are you bumping? Anything from, is it the Carter 3? Anything on that mm-hmm. album with Lil Wayne. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Throwback. Like fire. Amelie. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Fire. 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 Man. Fire. Man. <laughs> yeah, fire. Yeah, fire. Man. <laughs> one celebrity, if you could pick one celebrity to be a presidential candidate, oh, who God. would it be? It's, we're past the point of no return. It's we going, truly are. It's Honestly, happening. like, commit. it can be, wow. Just commit. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, Ellen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't heard that one yet, but that's a that's a we great choice. That's that a very one. easy. Can I do Ellen or Oprah? Yeah. Because Oprah too obvious. You can have I, a, in you my mind, Oprah is like presidential, so it's for her. I didn't mm-hmm. even think of celebrities. Like Houston's one could Oprah. be VP. Like our mine is like for example, The Rock. Okay. And VP is John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. It's okay, ba- I, I like that. I, that's fitting the, for you. That that's mm-hmm. what's fitting for the world because who's going <laughs> to say no to them? In a I know they'll just like and you destroy you. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> I like those two guys. But then who's going to say no to those two? Either? Oprah, Ellen. Right. Oh, that's Ellen. a pow- that's a dynamic duo. I'm going right for them. We would yeah. be in a way better place than we are now if those two were present. And that's because the truth. Yeah, we don't have to get into it. We had that. We had, last time we asked this question, our guest he was a, it was a fucking awesome answer, and he went in on his presidential candidate, and he, like, went off. He, like, was he like, almost, almost ready for the question. Yeah, all right. And, like, yeah. Okay. Like, he knew we this were going to ask it. Yeah. He knew we were going <laughs> to ask it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is the last question. Okay. Favorite Tisopolis. Wow. I mean, I'm going to say your sister. Okay, that's the right answer. I mean, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fantastic, and we're growing friends now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cynthia. No, that's the that's yeah, the answer history. I would have picked, too. She went to Harvard. I don't know if I, I mentioned that. Did I mention that? That is one smart lady. Get it? And what? Her Harrison, master's correct? And Harrison went to Tulane. He did, which is there's a, a large Jewish population that goes to that school, Josh. Yeah, so you I love that school. I do like that school. Yeah. Of course, I applied to that school. Yeah. I didn't even have an accent for my applied though, because it was just like it's like getting your bar mitzvah. You have to apply to Tulane. Honestly, it's part of the Jewish culture <laughs> in Long Island. But the, when yeah. you go on birthright, it's like you have to. I worked to for it. birthright, baby. Come Amazing. on, now. I mean, Cynthia Sopwis, though, is the overachiever of the family. True. She's the only. She's a gem. well. She's the second collegiate athlete. My dad was a. He played soccer at Emory. Oh wow! Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, learn something we both learn something, yeah. Mm-hmm. About your buddies every day. Here we are. Yeah. And we did, but fortunately, we got to learn a boatload about you, Taylor. I hope. 
Yeah, what an awesome guest, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Of You're course. welcome anytime, honestly. Thank it's you. only a short walk away. So I can jump on. right out my window and just <laughs> be right in their living room. So yeah, you know. well, I'd be careful <laughs> jumping. I don't know what's in your contract for Major League Lacrosse, but I don't know if <laughs> jumping out any windows. Snap my knee in half. <laughs> what's that blood curling scream outside our porch? <laughs> I uh, missed the mark, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was really feeling overextended myself. <laughs> As the fans out there swing on a full count because baseball starts tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I mean today because we're dropping on Thursday. Woo-hoo. Baseball. Drag both feet inbounds. Rip that puck. Hit that puck. Hit your PKs because they free. Hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they free. We out you. We love you. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.